and um, who knows when he wrote it. But I know that many things happened to this man, Paul. He was caught up. He was caught up to the third heaven, or heavens, thir third heaven, and he heard things that was beyond human. And Hebrews is beyond. Romans and these books are beyond us. Ephesians, some of the greatest books that's in the Bible. It's they're all good. All of the Bible is good, but some of the greatest uh, uh, Ephesians. Nobody can fully a lifetime explain Ephesians, Romans. Nobody can explain these books. And Paul went back in the Old Testament and um, got these um, tremendous revelation from God. And uh, we, we as Christians today, the closest generation to the return of Jesus Christ, we are the closest generation. And yet we understand so little about God. We don't un understand um, this world and the lust of this world is passing away. Uh, it's not uh, it's not impermanent here, but it's passing away. But Peter just uh, gave us hope that everything will be dissolved, but be according to his promise. Do look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So if your if your heart is set and seeking God, or if you plant your your roots in this age, this earth, this life, you're gonna be in trouble. You'll be highly disappointed. All of the pleasures and stuff that the world has to offer, it's not it's not um, lasting. Um, you do and you seemingly enjoy, but it goes away. It goes away. And um, we, we are thankful to God for the word of God that abideth forever. The word, heaven and earth passes away, will pass away. But my word will never pass away. And when you begin to eat the word of God, you begin to feast on the word of God. And it changes you. See, you, you're delivered from that Adamic spirit, that Adamic nature. We all, we were born with it. But it takes, uh, before, you, before you pass away, or before Christ return, there's a nature inside of us that we were born with. We've got to get rid of that. A new nature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That means creation. God make you all over again. And um, if, uh, if, the, if the Lord helped me, the Holy Spirit, then we want to go into a, a, a series of lessons here um, that, uh, that will, bless, will bless us if we are hungry. If you have enough of God and you get filled up, uh, you cannot, uh, if you're not hungry for God, nobody can fill you up. So you have to be first emptied out of all of your ideas and your thoughts because it's not going to get into the kingdom. 
See, the thoughts and ideas that we have, that's not God. They're not going in the kingdom. They are not going in the kingdom. So when are we going to get rid of these thoughts, these ideas? And when, when a man, you begin to read the writings of a man like Paul that was sent to the Gentiles, remember? Paul was sent to the Gentiles to turn them away from their sins. That's amazing. God could take one man, one man, to a Gentile world that never served God and went and turned many of them to righteousness. And the work that he did is still lasting. Look at um, Romans and um, Ephesians, Galatians, and all of these works. Um, Timothy, Titus. And if you ever sit down and read these writings and put it in your heart, you'll never be, never be the same. Um, God is a wonderful God. And we talk about him and we don't understand many times. And we think we do know God and we understand. And uh, when you find in the Bible that we really don't know what as much as we think we know, and we don't want to, um, you know, listen. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So the more of the word of God I hear, is the more my faith grows. Without the word of God, my faith will not grow. See, you will just have your own way. And you don't even know that the church is an order to God. As to, we're, like, we're not the only church. And we cannot do something differently than what is being done from the day of Pentecost until now. We have to have the same order. What came out of the upper room, the church that was born on Pentecost, because the church was born at Pentecost. And the birth of the church was a new creation, a new order of God. That's what happened at Pentecost. A new creation was born. And Christ was the firstborn of that creation by the resurrection of the dead. So Paul brings out all of these things so very good. Um, I'm going to read Romans uh, chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, we can read that together. Just a few verses I'm going to read. Maybe down to verse 7. Because the, the um, teaching lesson uh, will be based on the, these verses for the next few services. And uh, uh, you, will, you will get and you begin to and you'll also understand more about God. See that this is a reason why we, uh, we are here in church tonight. See you're here. Somebody else might not be, but you're here. And there's a reason why you're here. God has mercy in you. God's showing you the word of God. Um, uh, brother, I think it was Brother Marley, we were talking, and Brother Marley said, teaching is lacking in, in today. Teaching is lacking. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's preaching we're not short in preaching, but teaching. 
understandest thou what thou readest? So somebody has to open these these scriptures to us. And we are, we are at the age when, um, how can they hear without a teacher, a preacher? See, somebody has to put the word of God until it opens your mind and gets your attention. You can sit in church and you're not in church. Only the body. Your mind is somewhere else. And you're not hearing the word. You can spend an hour sitting down and still not hearing the word. Because God has to open your, your mind, your understanding. And that, that, that's only the Holy Ghost can do it. The pastor cannot do that. Uh, the Holy Ghost can open the, um, the eyes of our understanding so that we may see. I think Sister Rosie read in Ephesians, we are grounded and rooted. See, you have to be grounded and rooted in Christ and you have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ you have to grow up in him in all things all things you it's not that you're growing uh, you're strong in one area but the other area you're not strong you have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might so um, in Romans uh, chapter 1 uh, verse um, verse 1. We just want to read it. Can we all read it? Romans 1, verse 1. Yes. Um, it says, Paul, notice he, uh, there, Paul, a servant of um, Jesus Christ. Let's read first. Call to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Sitting a whole lot. Verse 2, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. See, that's where you find God and the promises of God in the Holy Scriptures. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Verse 3 says, concerning. What is it? Who is it concerning? Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Which was made made of the seed of David according to the flesh. We're going very slow so we can from start begin to get it. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of, of from the dead. Verse 5. By whom we have Receive grace and apostleship for for obedience. See, see that word obedience. You can't be disobedient and get it. Obedience, not your will, not your ways, not my ways, not my will. We have to surrender for obedience to the faith. To what? To the faith among all nations. For His name, among whom. Are ye also the call of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome? So this was written to Rome, but here's here's a an apart this time this apostle had not been to Rome as yet, but yet there was a church started by him in Rome. That's a miracle. So he had not been to 
uh, Rome at this time. But it was a church and he's writing to the church because he's not there. To all that be in Rome. Beloved of God, called to be saints. Do you get that? Called to, to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that powerful? That's, that's a lot said right there. But how would you, if you just read it and, and stop, you would not understand, would you? But he said, he said volumes right there in, in um, these few verses. And what he did before, because as you read further on, you'll find that, that uh, the human family has strayed so far from God and mankind as a whole has um, wandered away from God and the evil that we as a race has done towards God that Paul refer to it how God what God did is that God shows us his kindness God shows us his mercy before his wrath and God has shown to the human family his mercy his kindness his grace but what did we do with it what mankind did with it they turn it over. They didn't turn to God. They didn't turn to God, but they, as you read um, this chapter further, chapter one, go on down. Uh, let me, uh, because in from verse one to verse seven, reveals the gospel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything's right there. His birth, death, coming. But when you go down to verse uh, 16, well, verse 15, he says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. Although he was not there yet, but he was ready. Isn't that amazing that a pastor, a preacher is ready to preach the gospel? But everybody might not be ready to receive it. See? But he, the preacher must always be ready to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then the next verse says, For I am not ashamed. Are you ashamed? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, now, what is the gospel? We, we just read it from verse 1 to verse 7. That's the gospel of Christ. The gospel of God. It said it. It tells you that um, it, is, it is the gospel. Verse 1. Verse 1. Look at that. Let's read Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Separated unto what? Separated unto the gospel of God. That's powerful. So there's the gospel right there. In one verse he declared, and in the seventh verse that we read, he shows you what is the gospel of, um, of God and Paul or of Christ. The gospel of God. And the gospel of Christ is the same. There's no difference. See, uh, there's no confusion between the Father and the Son. I and my Father, we are one. It's men that confuse. And uh, uh, trying to um, 
we try to explain away the scriptures. When um, Jesus Christ came out of the bosom of the Father. And he's also the word of God. The Bible tells us in John. That he is the word of God. And the word of God became flesh. That is in our dimension. See. Um, the first Adam wanted to go. Uh, into God's dimension. Be like God. He wanted to be like God. See, in other words, the first Adam wanted to steal his way to God. I will be like God. The devil put it in his, in his heart. I will be like God. And uh, he wanted to, he was not satisfied. So he wanted to steal um, is something that he didn't have. Was not his at that time. I will be like God. That's what he wanted. Okay. While Jesus Christ. The last Adam. Gave up. And thought it not robbery. To be equal with God. But Adam never think that way. See. Adam wanted to be like. You shall be like God. And then he fell. You follow. But. Um, but here now. So Paul. Was. Um, Explaining to us the gospel of God. And when you're talking to somebody, there's a quick lesson right there that you turn to the gospel of God. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. Verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Remember I explained that the gospel of Christ, the gospel of God is one and the same. For... For the gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation. But notice, to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first, because they had the, they had the Moses, the law, the revelation. And you can find the gospel in the Old Testament. Without the Old Testament, there would not be a gospel. He was wounded for our transgression. That's the gospel. Isaiah 53 and uh, says for um, he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jews first are you reading and also to the Greek for therein therein what in the gospel therein you want to find God you want to understand the righteousness of God huh? for therein what does the gospel do? What did he bring to us? The righteousness of God. Righteousness of Christ. What, what? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ. Because it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believe it. To the Jew first. And the Greek or the Gentile. See the Greeks. Are the Gentiles. For therein. In the gospel. Is the righteousness of God revealed. Notice. From faith. To faith. Someone has to take you from faith. Somebody say I've got faith. Don't stay there now. You have that faith to move you on. In God. From faith. To faith. As it is written. 
Do you see how Paul pulled from the Old Testament? As it is written, and that's, where would you find that? In Habakkuk. 2.44. As it is written, so Paul was a scriptorian. He went to the Old Testament and he got something out of that. Uh, what does read um, Habakkuk? Uh, as, as it is written, the just or the justified one shall live by faith. Now, let me, let me read, uh, because this is an introduction, read a little verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. But notice that it's revealed after the gospel was first revealed. It wasn't revealed first. The wrath of God was not revealed first. It was after the mercies of God. And you go back in the Old Testament and find how the mercies of God was, uh, was so um, displayed in such a wonderful way because um, look at Noah. How long did God warn them? 120 years. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. Lot was a preacher of righteousness in Sodom. They didn't listen to him before the angels got there. When when uh, Lot got there, I mean, when the angels got there, they, they just mocked Lot. They didn't want. They heard. But they did not want it. As far as you could go look at Rahab, the harlot. They call her the harlot. But she was a wonderful woman. She heard all an event that happened. But they wandered 40 years in the wilderness. So that was over 40 years. The coming out of Egypt. And she could tell the spies exactly. And her faith was in God and said, I know your God. is a God of God. She is the Lord. And so remember me. See, she pleaded for mercy. When judgment was to be executed, remember me. And she was delivered because there was a scarlet thread that was hung in the window. And you can apply it to whatever you want to do, whether it's the type of the blood or so. But she got delivered when they saw that scarlet thread that the rope that she let the spies down in, left it in the window. I mean, God did marvelous things before. Before he sends the judgment. Look at Nineveh. He warned them. And the judgment was postponed for over 100 years from Jonah's time. And then Nahum warned the, the people of... Um, well, there was no warning the second time. But a hundred and over a hundred years after Jonah, God's merciful. God is, uh, and you find where Paul speak about the mercies, the grace of God, the um, the peace of God. 
in in this uh, in these few verses that I read. Uh, verse now, um, what? Where was it? Verse eighteen. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth. Very important to have the truth. God's not going to take you in heaven without the truth. No, no. You can just believe anything. That's not true. No more than you could go to university up Merced College and write anything you want to write and pass the, the, uh, the test. And you, or do you have to stay by their rules? But when it comes to church, you can do whatever you want to. You see your way to see? Oh, for God doesn't care. When the judgment of God is more severe and we think God is playing and we mistake the mercies of God. Oh, God will show you mercy or the grace of God. See, now, it's the wrath of God that is revealed. But that wrath is not revealed in its fullness until after. As you read the chapter, they hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. Verse um, 19, because that which may be, I want to read and follow this. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God had showed it unto them. See, God, no, no one has an excuse. God had showed it to them. Did they receive it? Did they believe it? Did they accept it? God showed it. Here, here tonight, we're listening to the word of God. This is going out all over the world. We're hearing, is people going to change? No. Majority will not change. They will, they will continue the same way. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even the eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There's no excuse. Oh, Lord, I didn't know I didn't hear. No excuse. When the wrath of God, the judgment of God, and he's a consuming fire, they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, when they knew God, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Here's the thing: when they knew God, America, the gospel has been preached all over America. There's no excuse around the world. We have airwaves. We have men on 24 hours. There's no excuse. Your children don't accept Christ. Don't blame Christ. They don't want God. Your relatives. Even us in church. It's a battle for us to go forward in God. The devil want to pull you out. If you let him. But you've got to be rooted and grounded in God. You've got to know in whom I believe. And you're persuaded that God is God. God Almighty. As a gospel. And you believe it. You have to believe the gospel. Of God. Because that when they knew God. They glorified him not as God. They didn't glorify him as God. Neither were thankful. But became vain in. Ah see. In where? Their imagination. That's what destroyed the antediluvian world. The days of Noah. It's imagination. And the imagination was wrong. You get a thought in your mind. Oh God told me this. They, they became vain. Vain. 
thoughts. That means thoughts that's not inspired by God. A mind that does not have God in it. Have the world. Knowledge of the world but doesn't have God. They became vain. Empty without God. Became vain in their verse. They became vain in their imagination. And their foolish heart. Were darkened. Because the word of God is not in it. If you don't hide the word of God in your heart. You are foolish. And their foolish heart was darkened. That means uh, no God. Chains of darkness. They're bound in darkness. Ignorance. Not knowing. You see, when the word of God comes in your heart, it gives light. The entrance of thy word giveth light. That word is a, like a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my feet, light to my path. But they became vain in their imagination. All right, it's going to tell you what they did in the vainness of their imagination. Because when you become vain in your imagination, you become creative. But what you create is against God. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And in other words, the same condition that the devils are in, Jude tells us. He delivered them in chains of darkness. Or darkness pursue them. Was it Nahum? Nahum 1, I think, said darkness will pursue them. That means you don't want darkness and ignorance to chase you. Because there's no light in your path. The path of the just is a shining light. And without that light, darkness sets in. They became vain in their imagination and their foolish art was darkened. Professing. Professor. Professor. Professing themselves. Smart. Smart habit. Can't talk to them. That they're wise. To be wise, they became fools. You know, Mr. Intellect, they go on they want to hear God, very intellectual. They, they're, too, they're, they're too knowledgeable to believe God. They're too smart. They, they graduated from the best university or college world has to offer. They became vain and changed. Look, powerful. Follow this now. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible. Get that in. Corruptible man. Without God we are corruptible. We have the nature. Of Adam which is. 1 Corinthians 15. And to birds. And to four footed beasts. And creeping things. Idol. Wherefore. Notice. Notice that God. Had revealed himself to them. With the word. Look, you can go back and read about Sodom and Gomorrah. I just mentioned on Norris Flood. From everybody. I've heard about that. Even they better go to church or not. Ask them. They, oh yeah, Florida. Oh yeah, I heard. But you, you think they're going to change? No. Wherefore God also. Because of this, what does God do? What will God do? God gave them. Wherefore God also gave them up to. And cleanness through the lust of. Their own heart. Their foolish heart was darkened. And they become, or you say, but I have on a nice clothes, clean. It's your heart. 
is the inside. It's the nature that you have. So God gave them up to uncleanness because they've not been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. When you're not cleansed by the blood, you're unclean. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from our sin. If you walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Otherwise, God gave them over. You don't want to change. You don't want to serve God. You want to continue in your way. You don't believe the word of God. You rebel and fight in your heart against the word of God. God gave them up. There's a time when God won't touch you. And when God stops touching you or, or revealing himself to you, darkness sets in. And darkness will chase you. The scripture was in Nahum. Where darkness chased them. Nobody found that. I will be jumping. It's there now. Where let darkness chase them. You don't want. Like um, you're going down the road. Somebody start chasing you. But darkness chase you. Ignorance. Darkness and blindness. Wherefore God also gave them up to. Uncleanness through. The lust of their own heart. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Oh you know that. Let's go on. Next verse says, who changed is what they did. When they heard it, they wouldn't believe it. But here's what they did. They wouldn't change. But they changed the truth of God into a lie. And worship and serve the creature more than God who is the creator. Who is blessed. Whether you believe it or not. Whether you trust him or not. It says, who is blessed forever. Amen. Paul, Paul, Paul got so that right there, he just, he just had an amen right there. For this cause, here it is again, God gave them up unto what? Read, are you reading? Unto what? To vile affection. Look, look what he said. For even their women, it's telling what time we're living in, what's going on. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Paul is very wise and technical right there. But you know what he's saying. The natural use is change. And likewise also, the men do it too. Leaving the natural use of the women burn in their lust one towards another and men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their hero which was me. So God gave them up. That's what he says. God gave them up. And even as they did not like, here's the problem, why? What happened? You go to church, preacher preaching, you don't want to hear it. You turn it off. Or you had enough. You go home, you rather, you, rather, you rather watch television. You could leave from church, go to a filthy movie, and it doesn't matter you. You go right in and turn on the, cess, the, the cesspool, open the septic tank. All that flushing. Your mind. Okay? You're just anxious and boom. And you want to see something. And that flood. And all that thoughts 
Why would somebody sit down and watch a movie that is focusing on what we just read? You're leaving the natural use. And you go on to another. So what does God do? And even as they did not. they Notice here. They did not like to retain God. That's powerful right there. You know when you have a, 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 retaining, a retainer. You retain something. Sister Joni would know. Retain. Hmm? Keep. Okay. Retain it. You keep it. So when God comes to you, you got God, you receive, you retain him, you hold him in your, yes, in your mind until you begin to grow in the knowledge of God. Did you find in, in Nahum, what does it say? Nahum chapter 1, read it loud. But with an overrunning flood, he, the overrunning flood is the judgment of God. He will make a, and I'll stay right there, brother. Um, I'll cut it back. But I just go into Nahum, sidetrack. Yes. And with an overrunning flood, he will make an outer end of the place thereof. Ah, uh, see what I was saying? And what? And darkness shall pursue his enemy. So when you don't want to retain God in your mind, it becomes uh, your imagination becomes darkened. You become evil imagination and your foolish heart become dark and you're overrun by darkness. Darkness chase you. You have no light. Oh, this powerful. There's no light in your mind. We saw, we saw Tatiana stood up here God was touching her light. And she saw. And when she saw something of God, she was crying. A touch. That's what you need. When you come to church and you see God, reveal God in you, Christ in you, that hope. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, see, God gave them up to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. God just gave them up. They can do it until they're cut off. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisper. You see the list? It's spelled out there. And we got to get delivered from all of that. Not one of those is going to go in, the, in, the, in heaven. Of the kingdom, backbiters, eaters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Oh, you're going to get out of that without the word. How can they hear without a preacher? And Paul stood up and said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ to preach it. It's the power of God to deliver you to salvation, to deliver you from this spirit. You got to be delivered from this spirit. Any, any one of those things that's in your life, we're in trouble. Without understand, understanding of the word of God. Because they won't listen. They don't want it. Without understanding. Covenant breakers. Without natural affections. Implicable. Unmerciful. 
What a, what a charge. You see all those charges? And for you to get away from all of that, you need a church. Because otherwise you'll be swallowed up. There's no way you might try and escape one or two, but you're still going to be gobbled up. Because it, this whole world, because it has turned its back on God, look at the corruption that sets in. And remember what it says before, that God, the gospel was revealed. And I'm going to show you in the next lesson. The gospel was revealed from Romans 1 to, to Romans 7, chapter 1. The revelation of the gospel of who the Savior is, what God did. I'll break it down in, the, in lessons to come. Who knowing the judgment of God. You already warned, told that they which commit such things are not worthy. I mean, such things are worthy of death. Not only do these the same, but oh, <laughs> it's good. Ooh, I like it. There's pleasure in them that do it. They'll sit down and listen to somebody tell you where they were last night. And their vacation, what they did. And <laughs> you laugh a little bit. There's pleasure in it. You understand? They, they did it and then they go home and sit down. And chew the cud. You understand? They bring it back up. And laugh. What a day. And you. It's finished. Did I get over there? Yes. But, but they not only did it. But as pleasure. So what Paul was saying now. That he's not ashamed. Of the gospel. Because it's a gospel that has the power of God to deliver us from this. And, uh, and, and, and it goes on. But God had to look, look at the corruption that was in the world when Jesus Christ came. All of sin, corruption. There, there's no soundness. Not even among the people that he called out of Egypt. The whole world was corrupt. Non-righteous. No, not one. And yet God sent his son into a world like this. When Christ came, he came down in corruption like this. To do what? To pull us out. To deliver us. Where did he come from? His glory. So you need to reach out and praise God. The whole world because we are in the pit of corruption. And we need the help of Almighty God. We need to ask God to help me. And to cleanse me. It's like. People don't like church. They don't, a lot of people don't like to go to church to serve God. And you ought to be witnessing to people, not just your relative. They don't want to get somebody else, talk somebody. Don't let the year go by and you don't bring anybody. You just come to church dragging. You lost your zeal, your witness, your power. We are living in a pit of corruption. We are living at the end. And the Bible says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Because remember now. That Christ came the first advent as our savior. But the same scripture tells us. The second advent. He comes in wrath. Judgment. The first he came as a savior. But next he comes as a judge. Remember in the, in the temple he read this scripture. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To the poor and so on. To send me to heal broken hearted and so on. But then. He closed the book after a while and he didn't mention the judgment of God. But he's coming back in judgment. 
riding a white horse. Because he's coming back as king of kings and lord of lords. That's why we need to repent. That's why Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power. What power? We get in, in Romans 1. It's the resurrection power. God raised him up. And gave us witness. God raised up Jesus from the dead. He died. And when he died, he took your sins. Give it up. Don't hold on to it. You've got a savior that's willing to save. You ought to get God in your heart. That you can shout whenever everything is not going bad and not good. You can still shout. What a God we serve. God is wonderful tonight. Alright. So Christ came. And uh, uh, he was revealed to us. As the God man. Amen. And I think I'll stop right there. The God man.